It pays to switch to my perks. Oh my. Get exclusive everyday prices and more ways to earn perks. Redeem for unlimited cash rewards on free gas for my new ride. Free wings for my friends. And free groceries for my guilty pleasure. Switch today at checkout, online, or in our app to double your perks and get upgraded to pro status. Plus, get 10 cents off every gallon of gas for 30 days. Switch today. Virginia is for families, all sorts of families. My family, your family, your neighbor's family. For families of all species. For beach chair sitting families and paddleboard standing families. For families that like to camp outside and the ones that would rather museum inside. Yep, we got plenty of those to choose from. For mountain hiking families and would rather hang out by the pool resort going families. Come to think of it, that's more my speed. So, in conclusion, Virginia has all sorts of things your family could love. So, come love it for yourself. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit radio. Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at com on all social media sites, TV. And if you'd like to see the broadcast schedule for the Exxon Broadcast Network, go to www.xzbn.net. And for our broadcast schedule on Simul TV on the Exxon TV channel, www.simultv.com. And we're coming to you tonight around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Simul Radio, and Simul TV. My guest this hour is Charles Lamoureux. He is a medical consultant for a multi-billion dollar company. He began filming UFOs regularly from his 21st floor apartment in 2011. Since then, he has uh, thousands of hours of uh, sky watching, and his videos have been remarked on YouTube by the quality of his captures and by the professional way he is studying strange UFOs, UFO fleets near Vancouver, British Columbia. Joining me now is Charles Lamoureux, and Charles, welcome to the Exxon. Well, thank you, and happy to be here, Rob. Great talking to a fellow Canadian. And yes. Yeah, from one, one side of the country to the other. How did you get involved in the filming of, of these videos, of these UFOs uh, you, and the fleets? Well, you know, um, it's, 
Um, let's put it this way. I, I had no idea I was going to get involved in this at all. Um, I was a total skeptic with UFOs. I mean, I thought it was just, you know, pure, you know, uh, a joke. You know, yeah. people would play around and they're all fake. And, of course, a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in, I'd say back in 2010, around that time, I'm an astronomy enthusiast. So I had a lot of telescopes um, and observed the night sky. I've been doing this right. for over 25 years. And um, one night, um, back in 2010, um, looking at the moon, I had my camera on my uh, telescope ready to take beautiful photos of the moon. Right. And all of a sudden, I saw this, um, I, I have to say, it was a diamond-shaped craft. It wasn't a kite. It wasn't anything, because I know the night skies quite well. Um, and it was kind of shimmering and um, like on ice. It was just like, it wasn't drifting with the wind or anything. It just went across the moon. And here I'm looking at this, and... Here I'm supposed to be taking photos of the moon. I had my camera and everything it was like perfect, perfect opportunity, and I didn't even take a photo because I was just stunned. I go, "What is this?" Right. And uh, so that kind of set things off, and uh, I started doing a lot of research on the internet, and I started seeing a lot of amazing uh, videos from people, and um, I started buying some gear, night vision gear, and that's really how it all got started. Yeah, I was amazed. I mean, I, I had to find out what I saw. And um, I started to look at the night sky with uh, with a different perspective using uh, night vision gear mm-hmm. rather than telescopes. Because telescopes, you only see a portion of the sky. Right. And, um, of course, if you're looking at the moon, you're just looking at the moon. But if you're looking at the stars, galaxies, you're looking at a very small fraction of the sky. So with, you know, with looking at looking for UFOs, you have to look at a broad spectrum, the whole sky, quarter of the sky. And you have to start looking at um, like a grid pattern. That's how I started, you know, realizing if I'm going to capture these UFOs, I have to go through the whole sky through a grid pattern. And that's how I started capturing these orbs around Vancouver. What are these orbs? Have they been identified? Uh, what do we know about them or what have you discovered doing the research that you've done that what these orbs are? Well, you know, I, I, it's, it's a really great question. I think a lot of people that are doing what I'm doing right now um, really don't know. Um, I think what I do know for a fact that they are intelligent. Uh, they do come around um, to the condos around, the, around Vancouver. They do mm-hmm. stop. They make these weird movements. The fact that they're not bugs or birds or bats, you know, something that's um, um, that's in the sky, if it was drifting with the wind, it wouldn't just stop midair and kind of like just stop for a few seconds and then move, do this, and then start jiggling around, then zipping off. And there are, they come in different colors. They come blue, orange, white, semi-translucent. I've even seen a saucer shape with a hole in the middle uh, spinning and wobbling at the same time for a three or four month period. And I captured that four or five times and I have no idea what that was. But the majority of them are, are spheres from anything from a um, golf ball size. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could be very, very bright or very translucent. And the only way to pick them up is with night vision gear or infrared. Um, or size of beach balls. And I saw three that were size of like small little cars that just showed up in uh, midair and started moving towards my condo. That was the only time I got really scared. How so you, I have no idea what they are. How do you gauge the size of these orbs? Well, um, because where I'm at with on the 21st floor, right? a lot of them are quite low. Um, again, I don't know if they're 1,000 feet or 2,000 feet. I kind of look at the perspective from the top of the buildings because mm-hmm. a lot of my videos, you can see the bottom of the buildings. And um, being that I know, you know, I can estimate quite well. Again, this is just, I'm just estimating. I could be wrong completely, but um, being that I 
been doing this for a long time, looking at the stars and looking at the skies for over 25 years. Um, I know they're quite low. Um, some of them are high up and they could be in orbit or they could be just a few thousand feet. Um, so it's hard to really guess. But when I have buildings in the frame of my uh, cameras, my right. night vision cameras, then I can kind of get a good understanding. Just in with the movements and where they're going, mm -hmm. you know that they're they're quite low. They're they're not they're not in orbit. That's that's for sure. So what is your hypothesis? My hypothesis? Well, I got three of them. Okay. Um, maybe four um, lately. Of course, the first one, um, you know, like everybody would, would like to hear about their their, um, their probes from ET, extraterrestrials from somewhere else. Right. Um, that's definitely a possibility um, because I don't know what else it could be. Um, two, it could be from, you know, from here. Um, they've been here from day one. It could be something that we've never seen before. Now that more consumers or, you know, the public, they have access to these technologies, which is night vision, really great optical uh, cameras with zoom on them. Like we sure. have a new camera coming out with 100 times optical zoom. And that's quite amazing. So we never had this technology, you know, just a few years ago. And there's a lot more people now that are looking up. And that's really, really important. So maybe we're just starting to see them now because more people are interested, the technologies. Um, and I think third, you know, again, this is something that um, a lot of people will, you know, you know, maybe disagree with me, um, but they could be spiritual. They could be something that um, either coming from an interdimensional um, parallel universe, or they could be spiritual in terms of Gaia. You know, the planet. People right. talk about the planet Earth mm -hmm. as being spiritual. It's 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 a body, and it's alive. So this could be something that's been projected from our planet. And these are little orbs that are sentient, mm -hmm. that are traveling around, and they're kind of looking at us. Um, I don't know what else they could be. I mean, there's three at least that one of them have to be for real. They're not man-made. Uh, they're not natural because natural as in um, ball lightning. Right. Um, these are clear nights. There's no clouds. There's no storms. So these are not ball lightning. There's This is downtown Vancouver. So we're not looking at, um, you know, someone setting up Chinese lanterns and, and other things because I know that quite well. I can see them with with a, with a naked eye and I can see them with regular cameras. And I know they are not Chinese lanterns. A lot of people will say, oh, that's a balloon or a Chinese lantern. But I know they're not. I don't know what they are. And if you look at some of my videos, you'll, you'll realize right away, whoa, what is that? Are these sightings done at all times during the day and night? Uh, no, I, I only sky watch at night. I did start doing a little bit during the daytime. And again, when you're using night vision mm -hmm. or different kind of cameras with night vision, um, you have to use ND filters. And it, it's, it's a real, it, there's a lot more work involved and there's a lot of different objects in the, night, in the day sky that could be um, construed as UFOs, but they're really mundane. They right. could be weather balloons, other different objects in the sky, even planes and whatnot. So uh, I stick with nighttime, and I think there's a lot more at night that you could rule out as being um, uh, mundane uh, than and UFOs. So that's why I do only nighttime. All right, stand by. You and I have to take our first break, Exxon Nation. Our guest this hour is Charles Lamoureux. And if you'd like to find out more about Charles, his website is www.static8, and that's the number 8, films.com. And uh, Charles and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue talking about the strange 
orbs that he has been filming in Vancouver, British Columbia. And uh, we'll take a deeper look into what Charles has done, as well as what they possibly could be. And is there a connection between these orbs and orbs that have been seen and photographed in other aspects of the paranormal? I'm Rob McConnell. This is The X-Zone. And we'll be back on the other side as we continue broadcasting around the world from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Charles Lamoureux is my special guest. His website is www.static8films.com. We're talking about the video footage that uh, Charles has taken from the 21st floor of the apartment building that he lives in, right off his balcony, Exonation. And uh, they look like orbs. And, and Charles, before we went to the to the break, uh, I, I asked uh, hypothetically to the audience, is there a, is there a connection between these orbs that you're that you're getting footage of and the orbs that other paranormal uh, investigators are getting when it comes to ghosts uh, and and other anomalies yeah again that's a wonderful question uh, Rob um, you know I'm not sure but you know that I think that they might be mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll tell you why because the one experience and again this this one experience that I had I didn't capture it on film and I'll, and I'll go into um, the detail um, this validated all the uh, video footage I had previous to this this uh, experience. This was back in 2016 in December, which I, I normally don't skywatch because you know in Vancouver it rains a lot. There's yeah. a lot of clouds, so I only skywatch when the skies are clear and you can see the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was watching TV, and inside of my eye I see this blue light bouncing up and down um, from the 20th, I guess the 20th floor to the 21st floor. And um, I thought it was some kid with the um, quadcopter, you know, those RC uh, helicopters. I have a couple of them. So I figured that's what it was. And I go, what the heck is a kid doing going close to the condos, looking inside the windows? So I was getting a little annoyed after two minutes. So I go into my balcony, open up the balcony door, and all of a sudden I see this blue light, little sphere. It was the size of a golf ball. And it was like 10 feet from my face, and it stops. I'm looking right at this thing, and it was a beautiful, bright, it looked like a... Christmas light LED light, you know, wow. those um, mm-hmm. uh, LED lights, yep. but very, very bright and the size of a golf ball because it was 10 feet away. So I can I can estimate that's the size it was. And it stopped after doing it's like kind of like this yo-yo trick. And then, boom, it zips off across the street, Granville Street Bridge, where I, uh, where I live really near. And it uh, went straight on top of a uh, another condo building across the street. And I the next day I, I did a range finder on it. It's 300 meters. So 
it took off and it took about maybe two seconds to get to 300 meters. So it went really fast, but it was zigzagging while it went up to the top of that building. And then it stopped up there and then grew to the size of a beach ball. It's huge because it was so bright, brighter than what it was from 10 feet from me. So again, it must have been at least the size of a beach ball. So I run inside my condo and I grab my camcorder, which I keep really close to my balcony, just in case I see something like this, which I did. So I go on my balcony and I have it perfectly in focus. And as soon as I hit record, it blinked out. It was like a light switch. Hmm. So it was amazing. So either that was a complete coincidence or somehow it knew that I was going to film it. So being that this thing, this thing was so close, I, it could be a spiritual orb. I don't know. And I know a year prior to this experience, um, I found a good friend of mine uh, murdered her in her home. And I was oh, thinking no. about her that night. And 10 minutes later, this is when I saw this blue light. So, you know, I mean, uh, it's all assumptions. I don't know. Um, I've seen a lot of orbs. I don't know if those are spiritual at all, if there's a connection out of there. But this one... I had that kind of a sensation that maybe there is some, maybe spiritual or I'm not going to say ghost. I'm saying spiritual, some kind of energy from, you know, the afterlife. I mean, that's a possibility like anything else. I was just going to ask you, have any of these orbs ever tried, in your opinion, to communicate with you? The closest I had from communication, I think it's more interaction, mm -hmm. um, is one I had one orb. This is when I first started filming them, and they were really back in 2012. It was like a flap. They're coming really close to the balcony, and there was a lot in the skies. I mean, you could see um, if you didn't have a camera or anything, you just see the highlight of them, highlight of them with the um, light pollution. But these are larger. I don't think they're orbs. I think they're maybe crafts of some sort. Um, so I don't know what they were. I didn't have a, a night vision camera at that time, but 2012 it was uh, very busy. So, um, again, sorry, what was your question again? I'm getting, getting excited again. No, this is it's, back it's, memories. <laughs> it's, it's quite all right. I asked you that. Uh, ha, do you think that at any time these orbs oh. have ever tried to communicate with you? Yeah. So, yes. And back in 2012, I was uh, videotaping one mm -hmm. with my first night vision camera. And it was outside the balcony maybe, again, because my focus infinity is about 100 feet on my cameras. So I had to focus in on this one. So it was at least within 100 feet from me. And I said, I'm getting tired of these guys, right, in my mind, going, zipping by my condo. Why don't you come closer? So I said, why don't you come closer? And within two seconds, it zipped around. And all of a sudden, I see this white uh, flash of light, which was the orb, come right past the camera. And you can see it in one of my videos. And I go, whoa, not so close. So it kind of startled me. So either again another coincidence or did it actually hear me and for me that would be an interaction or some type of communication so i i know they're they're intelligent i don't know how intelligent they are all right so i i would imagine that when they're a hundred feet you know from you they're very easy to see with the naked eye as well actually no um they're not a lot of them i i cannot see with the naked eye and again there's a lot of possible reasons for that either they're they're very small and there's a lot of light pollution below me right uh or they're too dim a lot of times they're very bright like the blue one that came really close to me and i've seen maybe half a dozen other ones that are very bright that I never caught on video unfortunately I didn't have my camera but the, so, but the um, but the one that was very bright like a led christmas light that yeah. was the size of a golf ball and then it went away and you saw it getting larger to the size of a, a beach ball yeah. was this 
could you see this with the naked eye or only oh, through yeah, your, yeah. you Absolutely. could? Absolutely. That's what got my attention, All right? Because right. um, I was watching TV. Yeah, that's what I it thought. It was like on the side of my eye, so it was blue light. Um, but again, I didn't videotape it because right. it blinked out as soon as I had it in focus. Was there anyone with you at any time when you saw the ones that you could see with the, your with your eyes? Yes. Or- yes, I had my brother, mm-hmm. I had two of my brothers, and my nephew. They've had uh, my nephew, my one brother, um, they've witnessed one with me, and yes. then my other brother from Miami, he was, uh, witnessed another one with me. So they've seen it. They were totally skeptics. They never believed that I was showing right. uh, UFOs, and they visited, and also, bingo, there's one, and they go, wow, no, that's a helicopter. Like, no, no, look, bing, it blinks out. What was that? So then a fireworks display. Um, and again, one of my videos is called, uh, this was back in 2012, one of my first um, uh, UAP or UFO videos. Um, it was after the Celebration of Light um, fireworks display that we have here in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And I uh, went with my nephew and my brother, and we were watching the fireworks, and then there was this sphere of light that was way out in, um, uh, I guess, maybe about a mile out. I mean, I'm just estimating again. Life can always use more Cedar Point. And right now, you can get more Cedar Point for less with the Fun Day Bundle. Each bundle saves you more than 35% on admission, parking, and dining for one low price. That means more coasters like Steel Vengeance and Millennium Force, and even more excitement with the Cedar Point Parade and Spectacular. But you better hurry because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. It wasn't part of the fireworks display. They only reached to maybe about so many meters high, maybe three, four hundred meters high in the fireworks, maybe a little higher than that. This was further out, maybe a mile, and it was about maybe a thousand meters high. And again, I'm just guessing. Right. But it was it was doing a yo-yo thing, and it was changing color with the fireworks as it was going up and down for a whole 25 minutes. And in 2012, yes, we had drones. Yes. But. Not as many as you would think today. You know, you can buy them anywhere in the stores. You had to build your own drones because I had built one in 2012. First thing that uh, went into my mind is that, is that a drone? But there's no way a battery back then, lithium batteries that could last 25 minutes and especially going up and down like this and way out there and changing colors with the fireworks. And then it just disappeared. And then 20 minutes later when I came home, I go, I'm going on my balcony and see if I can capture this thing. And yeah, I did actually. I saw, I uh, thought it was a satellite initially. And I call this video, it's on my YouTube channel, uh, a UFO pretending to be a satellite. And it came around the condos and it looked like a satellite, you know, with my night vision device. And I could see with the naked eye, it was bright like uh, Saturn. As it, you know, again, a lot of satellites with reflection with the sun sure. could look like Saturn when it's moving, right? And then it bounces back when it hides behind um, one of the uh, um, edges of the condominium complexes. And it does like a 180 and turns around. 
And for me, uh, satellites don't do that or anything else I can imagine. And so that was one of my better videos that kind of validated what we saw at the fireworks display. I can't think of what, what else that could have been. You live in, in an area with, with other, other high-rises and other condominiums. Yes. Do any of the other occupants of any of the other condos ever see what you see? I don't know. I've, I've never asked anybody Why else. Not? And that's a good question. Maybe I should. Um, I know there's a lot of people in Vancouver that have, have witnessed similar um, objects in the night sky. A mm -hmm. um, lot of people send out Chinese lanterns and English Bay and nearby. Yeah. And those are really easy to spot. And people that are not familiar with Chinese lanterns will think those are UFOs or orbs. Right. And again, you have to have an interest too. And you have to be looking up. People don't really look up on the majority of the time. It's getting better though. Are any of these, have any of these... Uh, let me ask you this question because I've got to go to a break. Yeah. Video surveillance cameras, condominiums usually have them. Any of these orbs been caught on video surveillance? That is a great question. You know what? I'm going to start looking into that because there's tons in this neighborhood. Yeah. Especially at the, the growth that we're getting in Vancouver right now. You can see these um, security cameras like right next to me because I use my night vision. You can see the infrared lights that are everywhere on yeah. the buildings. You can't see with the naked eye because they're infrared light. That's Only right. Only can pick them up. All right, stand by. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation, Charles Lamoureux is our guest to this hour. And his website is www.static8films.com. That's www.static8films. And that's the number 8films.com. And Charles is in beautiful British Columbia. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon talking about UFOs, orbs, and much more. Don't go away. Exonation, Charles Lemmerer is our guest this hour. His website is www.static8films.com, and that's static, the number 8, films.com. Charles, I understand that you experimented with a laser and a laser light, and these orbs, UFOs, seem to have acknowledged the existence of this, uh, of this light. And tell us what happened. Well, um, yeah, it was really interesting. Um, again, this is when I was getting tired of them not coming closer to my balcony or interacting, communicating, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So I, I, um, I built my first one, and um, I, I don't use the green laser lights that you can see with the naked eye. These are all infrared laser lights, and they can be very, very strong. They can reach up to uh, two or three miles. Actually, they're very, very strong. They're very powerful. They're dangerous as well in terms of if 
because you can't see the laser light with the naked eye. You can burn your eye out. So you got to be careful. So, um, yeah, I had one, uh, my very first one, it was a satellite-looking object that was descending. And after doing this for so many thousands of hours, um, you kind of tell that this is not your usual object in the night sky. It's not a usual satellite-looking object. And I immediately assume it's probably going to be a UFO because the way it moves or uh, descending very slow because I've seen this over and over. So I shined my first laser at this one object as it was descending and a couple of flashes and boom, it would flash back. And again, people will say that was an Iridium flare satellite, which is a type of satellite. It's a, again, it reflects off the, um, the sun and flashes back. You see that a lot in the night sky. Um, but the way it flashed at you, it was immediate and it immediately shuts off. And for me, that was a uh, reaction to the laser light. So that was my first one. So it was actually quite thrilling. So yeah, I'm going to keep on trying this. And then one night I had these orbs again. I had two of them zipping around the balcony and they would stop and they wouldn't come any closer. And again, I was getting tired. So I took out my laser light and they were a speck of light. They weren't very bright. Um, but I knew their orbs because they didn't react like bugs, they didn't react like uh, a bat. You wouldn't see the wings because you can really see the wings with night vision uh, and get used to it, um, being able to detect this or, or any kind of other bird because they would stop. Birds don't stop in midair. So I took my laser light and I happened to hit one with the laser light. Um, and it was actually a lot larger than the speck light that I was seeing with the night vision device. And when I hit that laser, uh, with that object, the orb, uh, I guess illuminated to maybe a size of a beach ball again, because again, I'm estimating with the infinity focus on my night vision device, it's the best I can do. Um, and then it started to wiggle and I couldn't hit it after that. It actually saw the laser light. It was infrared. You couldn't see with the naked eye. So it could actually see it because I couldn't hit it afterwards. And again, that's on my YouTube channel. You'll see me playing around with this orb. It's actually quite exciting. So after that, maybe five minutes after, after it took off, there's nothing else. I packed in my gear and I was bringing all my cameras into my balcony, uh, into my condo. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, these three large orange spheres, I mean, these were the ones I was mentioning earlier, size of little cars. Three of them, boom, 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 just popped up over Granville Street Bridge. You know, the reason why I know these were only maybe at 2,000 feet, you can see that they were um, bright and plasmodic, and it was like, plasma moving uh, in it. You could see it. And it felt very near. It felt like only 2,000 feet. They, and they're a lot larger than anything I've ever seen before. And they were moving towards my building over the Granville Street Bridge on my left-hand side, which was south. So that's the only time I got scared. So I ran inside my, my into my condo. I closed the balcony door and I closed my, my blinds. So I was peeking through the blinds, looking at these things approaching. And as soon as I was peeking through, one blinked out after the other. Blink out, blink out, blink out, and that was it. Hmm. So the reason why it scared me is because maybe I was playing around with these orbs and they didn't like it. And mommy and daddy or whatever they were showed up after that. So that was pretty exciting. Man, I wish I had my cameras at that time, but I think I probably would have ran inside. Who do you think is controlling the, the interaction between you and these orbs? Who's, who's controlling it? Yes. Oh, gosh. You know, that's a really good question. I, I think a lot of people have come um, and said a few things similar to that or mentioned that uh, to me that um, maybe they're, they're, they're uh, responding to my interest or my will to, to see them. Um, again, this is the basis behind 
you know, CE5. Uh, you've heard of that before, where people meditate and um, want to see, um, you know, UFOs uh, or ET extraterrestrials. So, so you're talking about the classification of close encounter number five. Yeah, it's 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 um, Stephen Greer um, came up with this uh, CE5. It's a it's a it's a um, terminology he came up with um, to um, investigate UFOs and mm-hmm. you know to meditate around uh, and to try to communicate with um, extraterrestrials and try to get their reaction or communicate with them. Um, and so there's a lot of groups out there that are doing that. I, I'm not really a big fan of that. Again, I've never really tried it, um, but I think there is some type of uh, conscious um, or telepathy, you may want to call that, within these um, entities, spheres, phenomena, whatever you want to call it, because I still don't know what they are, uh, only because of the times I've had with them in the last eight years. Um, again, with the blue orb that came on the side of my window, I don't think it was there for anybody else, being that it stopped when I came on the balcony and took off. I mean, was it getting my interest, like me to come out? I don't know. Um, and all the ones that came around me. And again, I haven't heard of anybody else. It hasn't been in the newspaper. And I do check a lot of the Facebook groups and social media. Anybody in the downtown core or Yelltown area where I live that have had these kind of experiences. So Why do you think it's know, you? Maybe, you're, Why maybe do they you? are trying to um, communicate with me some or, or something. I don't know. But why you? Why not somebody else? I think maybe because... My experience that I had um, in, in the park right next to my building when I saw that big, big, large, whatever it was, diamond-shaped craft that came across the moon, and my will to, uh, passion behind it to see them, to know what they are. Um, I'm talking about obsessed here. I spent thousands of dollars on equipment, and I spent thousands of hours over the last eight years on my balcony and in different parks around British Columbia to try to find out what these things are. So... Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. I, I, I can't commit one way or another if that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know why else I'm getting it. I don't know. Um, that's a very good question. That's why I'm going to try this uh, meditation, uh, kind of vectoring and summoning these uh, UFOs or orbs right. uh, to your lo- location uh, and see if, if that does anything. Because right now it's been very, very diminished now i haven't seen anything in the night sky for over a year now actually less than a year august in 2017 was my last one wow and again that's on my youtube channel let me ask you this um have you shared your videos with the authorities the military the police have you said this is what i'm seeing this is what i'm getting on video i don't know what they are what is it can you help me I, i never thought of doing that no i haven't um, I've shared it with uh, the UFO community wow. um, because I thought I would get some more answers, but they, they, they can't. They can't help me. Uh, so I had to do a lot of my own investigations myself to try to come up with answers to what these are. So um, after doing a lot of that, then when I got contacted by a video production company that wanted to do a documentary on what I was doing and yeah. what I was seeing in the night sky. Let me ask you, have you sent your video to any place that does video analysis to see what they can come up with well apparently there are some professional people at MUFON um, that are uh, apparently specialists in analyzing video footage uh, UFO video footage yes uh, I've yet not seen much from them in terms of their qualifications but there are other places for example the universities the University of British Columbia has an excellent 
uh, video uh, optics lab, and they also have a great science department. Why you're very close to them? I I can't believe that over eight years you haven't actually brought the, your video to professionals to get their expert opinions. Well, that's a good question. You know what? I think I probably will do that. Um, but the only reason why I never thought of doing that mm -hmm. because most people don't believe in UFOs. You know, and and a lot of professionals that I have sent them to yeah. that would know more than me. If it's not video analysis or in the night sky, they come up with answers that I've already debunked. That's no way. That's a problem. That 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 could be the possibility. Sorry, of that being you know they say no, that's a bat. No, it's not a bat. I know what bats look like, and I, I showed an IFO, right. a IFO on my YouTube channel. This is what a bat looks like in night vision. It's not a satellite. It's not another satellite coming from the other end. It can't be because I was looking at the sky at the same time. So mm -hmm. all these things. So I, I got really frustrated with a lot of people I was sending my stuff with and um, so I stopped so maybe other people that are totally unbiased um, to have a look at it at uh, the look at the films but what, why I no, I can't think what else they can think it could be you know well maybe it's an unknown anomaly that, yeah. is, that is that is prevalent to the area where you live because if no one else is get, is seeing these things, and there's a lot of night watch, sky watchers at night, and if it's, you know, I, I don't understand why there hasn't been more research done with local people in the area to see if they could collaborate any of your sightings. That's that would be one of the first things I would do. I, you know, like the, the apartment buildings, put up a little notice in the on a bulletin board in the building. Have you seen this? If so, send me an email. Yeah, but then then you got to also look at your, you know. People will take it, especially in my area where I live in Yalta, a very conservative, conservative area. Um, you know, my company knows what I do. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, are kind of making jokes about it. And I, 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 I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that with my neighborhood. All right, stand by. We've yeah. got to take our final break. Exo Nation, Charles <laughs> Lamaru is our guest. His website is static8films.com. That's static and the number 8films.com. And we'll be back as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Charles Lamaru is our guest of this hour, Exxon Nation. His website is www.static8films.com. Uh, Charles, I, I, I'm having a bit of a problem understanding a few things, and maybe you, and, and I, I'd like you to help me kind of fill in the blanks that, that I'm missing. You've been doing this for eight years. You have thousands of hours of video footage. You're living in a very... Uh, populated area you're mm -hmm. a sky watcher you yeah. have these thousands of hours of video of these anomalies you haven't brought them to 
experts to be analyzed to see if the scientific community or the university community can help you. You haven't put up any notices in any of the buildings or tried to find out if anybody in the area has seen well, the I, same wait a sec, wait a sec, has yeah, seen yeah. the same anomalies as you are. And uh, what was the other the other part I, I it, it you know like you, and 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 yet and yet and yet you're concerned about what people might say in my neighborhood, yeah. In your neighborhood, and yet you've got these on YouTube. It doesn't make sense. Well, it's there's one thing in putting them on YouTube. They don't know where you live. Okay, number two, um, you know, people don't always look at UFO videos on YouTube that may live in this area. Um, you know, putting up a, a poster in my building, people, I, I, I don't feel comfortable with that because people. Are, are really strange in this area about you know okay. UFOs, but I have sent my videos to a lot of experts. And don't get me wrong, nothing local. Recently, I've been working with the Simon Fraser University with okay. um, Paul Kingsbury, with the um, uh, he's associate dean at uh, Simon Fraser University right. with the Department of Geography, and we were working on a paranormal uh, study. He is, um, and I'm his consultant with UFOs. And he's a, 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 a true believer now of um, what I've been capturing. Okay. So that's one of my goals with him is to work with his colleagues in the science department. And that's coming up and we're writing a book and not a book. He's writing a book, but we're going to write a paper uh, on what I've been capturing. So all right. that's all coming. But in terms of you know putting posters up like you had mentioned, other people, they're not seen in my neighborhood because they're not on the balcony or in the parks looking um, in the night sky with night vision devices. I mean, But you, 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 were, you were saying that they can also be seen by yeah. the human eye. And you know you've got police officers out at night. You have rangers out at night. You have boaters out at night. You have pilots out at night. So I don't, you know, you could put an anonymous posting on Craigslist or Kijiji. Yeah, I it do. Was, um, it's been on UFOBC. It's been on um, different uh, MUFON. There's been no, people no, no, that I'm not talking. Eat. I'm not talking about the UFO community here. Yeah. I'm talking about people outside who may have had an experience that they do not understand what it is, and maybe they've been looking for a place to, to, to. Um, that's a good, that's a good idea. it. You know, uh, I there. I never thought of that actually. That's a good idea. You know, and and you said that you were going to be a consultant to this study as a UFO consultant. What are your qualifications to be a UFO consultant? Well, yeah, I'm probably one of these. There's maybe a half a dozen people that I know of. In the lower mainland, yeah. they're doing what I'm doing. They're capturing things with uh, the devices that I'm using that I've been using for eight years, okay. from night vision to sensors to cameras. I've done videography. I'm an expert in these in these in these devices. I mean, I, I can't say that someone that just buys a night vision device knows what they're doing with it. They mm -hmm. don't. I mean, it took me eight years to learn how to use it, and to learn and to learn what to look in the night sky. Okay. Being 25 years as an astronomy enthusiast, I know my night skies. I, know I, I understand you know, that, and I appreciate yeah. that. That you're, you're that's my you're, expertise. But that doesn't equate to being an expert in UFOs or a consultant in UFOs. Videography, well, yes, but Catching I a, a, a phenomenon that's not been captured by anybody else or very infrequently. Yeah. Yes, I am an expert because I'm, I've, I've got them consecutively over the years. I don't have very many. I don't have thousands of videos. I have maybe a good dozen of solid phenomena that I don't know. I've got maybe 80 uh, videos. Some of them are probably satellites. Right. Um, they're 50-50, and I put that in my YouTube channel, mm -hmm. that this is likely this, but it could be a UFO as well. But this is valid. This is a bona fide. I cannot. I debunked it. 
I done this, I did a lot of tests, all these things. Okay. So over the years, I try to debunk my own videos uh, and sightings with anything that you can normally see in the night sky that could be mundane. All so right. Okay. I, once again, once again, I, once again, anybody else. When it comes to this anomaly, but how do you know they're UFOs, unidentified? Well, they're, well, they're unidentified. Okay. So, but, but how do we? You, all right. So once again, how can we put them in the same category as objects that are usually submitted to MUFON and other? UFO flying saucer organizations if we do not know what they are as of yet. Well, you know, you know, you're asking all the right right questions, Rob, because MUFON has already categorized maybe three or four at least of my videos mm -hmm. as unknowns. Okay. And this has been 70 years of um, investigations that, you know, they see something in this guy's videotape photograph experience and they put into this little area and it's called the unknowns and nothing is done with it. So That's what are they doing with it? MUFON's doing nothing with it. They got investigators and researchers around the world. You got Richard Dolan. You got Chris Rutowski. You have uh, Grant Cameron. They're all you know, a couple of Canadians in there that've been doing this for thirty some years. Yeah. But they're they're researchers. They're analysts. They they did they're doing nothing with it. No. Uh, they're just presenting it to the public. They're professionals. And, and here and here we and you know I'm, here I'm, here we have here we have recording them. Here we have an anomaly that this is typical of the UFO community, though. You've got 30, 40, 50, yeah. 60 years of, of information with nothing concrete. Nothing has changed over all these years. Exactly. And you see, this is why the public has lost interest in UFOs. Or it, they call us a farce. It's a joke. So why do you think I don't put posters up? But if it's, you... It's very tough. I'm, I'm in, and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's why I spent my own money doing yeah. this. And I'm professional enough. I'm smart enough. I have um, taught myself enough. You know, I'm not stupid. I'm not ignorant. And I'm not uh, saying you are. I'm not taking no, no, anything no, away but, from you. you no, know, if I say something in the night sky, and yeah. I've gone to a lot of professionals, not saying I've done anything local. Yeah. You know, maybe I should. But you know what? A lot of the local people are already, with my experience, unless they're in the UFO community that, they, that they've seen or they've had 30 years or whatever, and they've seen a lot of stuff. That they're going to go, yes, it's bonafide. Like, I've been contacted by two people from NASA, one from the European Space Agency, that I validated that who he was, and mm -hmm. he was really working for the ESA. He was an aerospace engineer, and he validated what I've seen is what he gets from the military. I mean, I can go on and on that we never talked about. And he now cannot tell me any more about the, uh, uh, the phenomena with me because he got basically his hand slapped that he was telling me from NATO. And he was getting military videos. He says, Charles, your last Wait, wait a sec, video. wait a sec. Hold on here. Hold yeah. on. Back up. Why would why would NATO have anything to do with the ESA? That doesn't make any sense. No, no. He was getting videos from the uh, from NATO. And now and the ESA. And this is what he's telling me. I mean okay. I, I can't doubt what he's saying because a lot of stuff that, you know, what he told me when the Philae lander landed on on the asteroid there. I was communicating with him before CNN even reported that the um, harpoons um, never launched properly or um, whatnot, so the solar panels wouldn't um, power the uh, the lander. Mm -hmm. I was getting this information from him, and that pretty well validated that that was part of his team that he was working on. So would he tell me stuff that was just fabricated? Um, he told me a lot of things. I mean, this would be a whole another two-hour interview to go into the details. Of the stuff that he was telling me, but I'm not a, um, a physicist. A lot right. of stuff was way over my head. 
But he validated a couple of my videos to Charles. That's the real thing. They're translucent. They don't have a totally molecular cohesion. And you filmed it. And he even said that some of your videos are better than what we receive from NATO. And he told me that. He didn't go into so many details because he couldn't. Once again, why would NATO have anything to do with the ESA? That makes no sense. Good question. I don't know. This is what he told me. Did you ask him, you know, why yeah, the European Space Agency is... He gave me details. He gave me just enough to, you know, wet my tongue, really, my lips. Right. Mm, you know, tell me more. Sorry, Charles, I can't. But, and then he continues. I got three years, three or four years of that uh, okay. communicated to me. And he told me, you can share this information, but you cannot tell my name. And so I, 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 you know, I won't. I won't tell his name, but I will share that information. I do have that information. And I think a few uh, ufologists have been doing this for 30 years, actually disseminated that at a couple of UFO conferences recently that are very similar to what I was getting from this aerospace engineer. So is it true? Is it real? I don't know. This is the UFO community. A lot of stuff that comes to us, I don't know if it's disinformation, if it's real. This is why I promote, and as much as I can, people to look up if they can't afford a night vision device, get a camera, binoculars, look up, get as much information as you can, because we're not getting it from anybody else. So this is why I'm doing this. I'm passionate about it, mm -hmm. and I wish I had a lot of money. I'm working with some people right now. Um, they're doing a film, a documentary. He's got a $100,000 system on a tripod. He's got night vision devices, um, thermal devices like I do, but $100,000 worth. And these uh, film is called Making Contact. It's coming out very soon. It's four years of traveling around the world. I can't wait to see it because they've filmed some really great anomalies. I've only seen a, uh, a glimpse of them. And um, they invited me to Joshua Tree uh, next August. Um, and they have a uh, special event going on there. So I'm hoping that, again, it's going to be seven days yeah. or six nights of skywalking. Charles, you and I have to say so long for tonight. Oh, our, okay. We've come to the end of our interview, so I want I to thank you so much. Uh, well, here you go, Exxon Nation. More questions than answers, as usual. We'll be, you know, we showed you some of his footage during this hour. You be the judge. I'll be back. Don't go away. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. And I don't know. Send me an email, Exxon at exxonradiotv.com. Tell me what you think. And if you're listening to us on the radio and you want to see these videos, visit his YouTube site. And all you need to do is type in Charles Lemaru, and it'll pop up. Don't go away. <laughs>